Hi, I am Jason, the creator of The Grey Rooms. We wanted to thank you for taking the time to listen to the very last preview episode we have before the launch of our first season. We also wanted to take a moment to thank those who have supported us. You know, things cost money. Hosting, web pages, sound effects, music, the list goes on and on. And we have been the benefactors of the generosity of some of you. And for that, we are always in your debt. We would like to take this time to thank those who have been supporting us since day one, the sponsors of this episode and the first episode of the season are Arthur Unk, Kathleen Clyde, Brooks Bigley, Charlotte Norup, John Grills, Justin Thulu, Scott Savino, Mary Wynn, Sergio Saucedo, Victoria Wan. Oh yeah, Victoria. You guys remember her from the last episode. Kelly Fenner, send Siren aside. I'm pretty sure we would not be doing as well as we are without you. So again, thank you for your support. And please, if you'd like to support the podcast, stop on over to patreon.com forward slash the gray rooms. And also give us a five star. That would be wonderful. Enjoy the episode. sense that you have returned. This will be the third and final time that you have interrupted. What was that? You. This is your doing. None of these doors have such infernal... you man come on cough up the candy yeah you smell funny i don't have candy 
We do not have Halloween here. And why are you dressed like brightly colored horses? Shut up, dude. We're bronies. Yeah, your house is ugly. This is getting out of control. If I give you children something, you will leave, yes? Yes! <sighs> Fine. Let me see what I have. First, the orange pony. Baroni. Whatever. Take this. It's a nail gun. Nothing bad could ever happen with that. <laughs> Sweet. Thanks, bro. This is so cool. Uh, pink horse. I am giving you this jar. Rasputin's pickled finger. Yes, this is a real treasure. Keep it safe. And do not eat it. Lucky. Trade you. Get bent. Creepy finger's mine. Yes, fight for my gifts. That would be more entertaining. <laughs> now for um, the last idiot. I give you this... Envelope. Uh, dude, it's like powder. Anthrax. I gave you anthrax. Oh. Is that good? Very. Now, I gave you what you wanted, so leave. As I was saying, you listeners have been bothering me for the third and final time. Do not think you can fool me. All of your names and corresponding rooms are written down in this very book. You might say I know your key as well as I know your face. <laughs> One. Final taste is all you get. The next time we meet, you will be mine. <laughs> they say that imitation is flattery, but beware. Room 1207. We call it look-alike. I was never any good at being myself. I'm not the acceptable type. But Yamio Rin was a person I could share a life with. As long as she never found out.
start was the same as any other actress, really. A couple TV crime shows here, an indie slasher film there, some failed pilots in between. Then came the casting for that part we all know her for. You know the one. A decade had passed since the last installment of the epic saga. A family bound for great adventure amidst the surrounding war in their galaxy far from ours. Astro Conflict Act 7, Rouse of Power. The biggest movie in cinema history. And as Tallulah, the coolest space pirate to wield a laser blade? Yami's face was everywhere, from billboards to bedsheets. Overnight, she was a star. And now, so was I. They say, be yourself. But Yami made it so easy to be her. It was enough she had a unique haircut I could replicate and a style straight from an 80s thrift shop. But she loved to go on any show that would listen to that cutesy voice tinged with a Kiwi accent. If the interviews weren't enough, she gave me a manual for her life through her social media. Every celebrity friend, every place she loved to eat and shop, everything was there for me to utilize. Yami's hard work and ignorance had paid off for the both of us. Things were going to be easier from now on. No more hunting. No more hiding in the back of clubs hoping to get some attention of a worthy man. I had a chance to live the life I always wanted with none of the consequences. I just had to be smart about it. You'd think the fanboys would be an issue, but most would rather deal with a tiny plastic version of me instead. As for the rest, all I needed to do was prove I know the lore. Small price to pay, but giving them the satisfaction I bothered to know my shit kept them tameable. The young fans are the ones that could sink me the quickest. They know the tech, the lingo, and always want selfies. And even though she has millions of followers, every time I get tagged as Yami in a photo is a chance my fun ends. Excuses don't work on the entitled generation, so I provided an effort to make them feel special when I lied right to their face. Actually not supposed to be talking about this, but we might be adapting Blaze Cycle into a movie. If anyone knew I was in the area meeting with the director, they'd put two and two together. Then we'd have to leave before the press caught wind. They're so amazed I'm letting them into my world that by the time I suggest I be the one to take the selfie with a promise to post it later, they're pretty much my minions. Then I ditch them when I've had my fun and start somewhere new the next day. Where you ask? Wherever Yami loves to go but isn't that day. Yami isn't the brightest gal. If I had half an inkling to kill her, I'd know what flavor of soda she was drinking when I did it thanks to her social media. But I did lose her Instagram recently. Seeing some astro-conflict assholes who can't tell the difference between reality and a movie had been harassing her about the new movie. She's given me more than enough to go on for now, but the residue of yesteryear's bitter fanboys are threatening to ruin my fun but I won't let them. New thrills, new people, new stride. And if anyone wants to try to take me down, 
then I have only one thing to say. Bring it. Okay, head feels like a hammered thumb. <laughs> Room smells like mold and rust and... Yep, hands tied to a chair. Perfect. Yami's been taken. Do you have any idea what you're doing to my childhood? The distorted voice of my kidnapper said as two figures dragged their Doc Martens down the basement stairs. Do you have any idea how fucking loud you are right now? Jeez, cut me some slack. Don't do it, Chad. His mastermind friend warned with a similar distortion. It's a trick. Chad pulled a chain to the ceiling light, allowing me to see both him and his dumbass friend wearing astro-conflict helmets with voice changers. The harsh light directly in my face only pissed me off more. No, my little asshat. It's a phrase. You picked a real winner of a bounty hunter, Chad. God damn it, nice one. Not even five minutes. What? I'm sorry, dude. We got the masks on. What's your name, Disintegrator? Brad. What the fuck, man? <laughs> wait, wait, wait. Your names are Chad and Brad. Oh, please tell me your rad dad Ted is upstairs on lookout. Plus, those masks are a little undersized, don't you think? And that's when the gun came out. You need to be quiet. Chad said quietly as he pressed a snub-nosed revolver against the temple of my head, sounding very much in character. Dad, no good to us, Dad. You said we were- Shut up, Brad. He replied as he took off his mask. You've done enough. Mask came off. Not good. Pissed him off too quick. Don't look him in the eye. Not yet. Okay. Chad, you are clearly the one in charge. What do you want from me? Beside the gun, Chad holds up a novel from the Astro Conflict Extended Galaxy series. Stories from outside the films that were, until a recent decision by a new owner, considered canon. You are destroying this universe. Oh, God. I'd roll my eyes if it wouldn't cost me my life right now. You remember ten years ago when the conflict had ended? Landrider had made the ultimate sacrifice to save his father, and peace returned to the galaxy? That was real storytelling. Real characters. And Tallulah isn't, right? Not even close. Nothing original about you in the first five ingredients. In fact, Tallulah is a lot like a couple characters from this novel, The Wills That Bind, that Insigne Studios decided wasn't officially part of the story after 40 years. He lowered his gun. So, not too thrilled with the new movie then, huh? It fucking sucks. Brad interjected, still helmeted. The Thanksgiving special was way better than Seven. They should have used Locus's scripts like they agreed upon when he sold it. Ever since they took it, Insignia... <sighs> couldn't take it anymore. Brad, gonna stop you there. You know damn well Seven is miles better than the Thanksgiving special. Stop it with the exaggeration. 
Second, they didn't take shit. He sold it for over a billion dollars. A billion. It was his to sell, and he did. And if he cared as much about it as you claim he did, he could have easily said no until everything was the exact way he wanted it. Expanded universes and original scripts to boot. I could see their dumbfounded faces. Well, one of them, but I could imagine the other. Face it, Laukas is terrible at negotiations and was mad he made another bad one. If you can call eight zeros bad. Tough today. As far as the extended stuff, you see that book in your hand? Chad nods, but I give him little time to do so before I steamroll through, almost forgetting the accent. I'm going to take a wild guess and say no one has come to take it from you. That the words are still very much in there. Guess that means you can still enjoy it, huh? Just like your bud can enjoy the Thanksgiving special like he claims to do, even though it's not canon. Yeah, but doesn't matter. I didn't write those movies, but my character sucks. So anyone else who is enjoying it, any kids out there looking up to Tallulah can fuck off because you two can't handle anything new after 40 years. You can only pay to see it five times so you can make YouTube videos complaining about them. And if it wasn't seven, it's the prequels or act three and the woodchucks. It never stops. You have a choice. It's like you ordered onion rings instead of fries even though you claim to hate onions. Then you complain it's ruining your burger and shake because they took your fries. You forgot how to be kids, but you didn't bother growing up either. And that novel sucks ass, by the way. Completely ignores what happened in Cumulus City. I knew my shit. I'm glad your dad has cancer. That was all Chad could reply with, telling me he was glad Yami's dad had stage four like many people did online. But Yami is the bad guy here. (laughs) Hell-worthy, even. Funny thing is, they're half right. See... While these two dipshits were laughing about that stellar comeback, they never bothered to inspect what I was doing during my rant. In fact, they never really inspected me at all, not that they would ever find my favorite toy. While the astro-conflict knowledge was useful, sleight of hand was better. And slipping out the thin blade from my watch band to cut myself free right in front of them was foreplay. My half of the hard work paid off the moment the artery in Chad's arm was sliced open. The one in his throat sent shivers through my loins. As his neck sprayed a fine mist on the bulb, turning the room a delicious bubblegum pink, I caught Chad's gun as he dropped it, hoping he hadn't been bluffing when I took aim at Brad. But then his brain matter exploded out of that stupid fucking helmet like a cherry cordial and painted the walls leading back upstairs. My god, it was better than bridesmaid sex in the bride's limo. And certainly better than last week's captor. You know he actually used regular clear tape on my wrists? (laughs) Fucking pathetic. Not these two. Chad's still gurgling. You know, if I hurried, I could get a tall, non-fat latte with caramel drizzle. Yami's favorite.
I could see the news about Yami's death threats and hostage demands on a nearby laptop that, surprisingly, didn't have a novel being written on it. A very confused Yami was sure to be safe and sound, heading to her table read for Act 8. Or here. Shit. I should have checked her Twitter sooner. Apparently she's got that caffeinated craving. I better disappear before she... Yami? A sweet young voice nervously inquired. Ugh, a fan. Now? <sighs> Just risk the pick. Yami will probably think she took it anyway. <sighs> Stupid girl. You want a photo? No one seen her pull it out. But everyone was about to hear it. I love you, Yami. Like that. I was gonna die. The teenage girl looked genuinely sorry she had shot me. Tears in her eyes and everything. It was that face that a puppy makes when they eat your steak off your plate. Couldn't help it. They still loved you. But the puppy never shot itself in the head afterwards. Not even in California. Florida, maybe. All I could see was the ceiling as I collapsed on my back, listening to chaos breaking out. If the internet thought anyone deserved to die, Yami was near the top of that list at the moment. Just me, though. Thinking back, Chad was kind of cute. I wonder if they'll find the bodies. The last thing I could make out before things went black was a familiar voice. <gasps> oh my god! She looks just like me! Written by Bo Chapel. His Twitter feed is at Inferfan, I-N-F-R-A-F-A-N. The following are the wonderful voice talent who brought this story to life. Holly Linden played Yami. You can contact Holly on her Twitter at Holly Linden, L-I-N-D-I-N. And of course, what great story could we have without Graham Rowett. Graham played Chad. You can also hit his Twitter up at GrahamNY. Again, from New York. I always had to point that out, Graham, sorry. Gabe Templin, he did a wonderful job as Brad. You can reach out to him on his Twitter feed at Gabe Templin, T-E-M-P-L-I-N. And of course, the man with the plan, Mr. Brian Black. He played one of those little bratty kids at the beginning, and he, I don't know, just helps me keep my sanity in check. 
you can always give Brian a virtual high five at his Twitter handle, at Darth Chair. I always found that one really humorous. The little girl was played by Christina Wilson. You may recognize that last name. You can also reach out to her on her Twitter handle, at Riding That Wave. Now I'm going to break this one down. At Riding, R-I-D-I-N underscore T-H-A-T underscore W-A-V-E. And lastly, I was the warden, and I was one of the kids, so... Yep, that was all played by me. You don't need nothing on that. Again, I just wanted to thank you all for giving us your time. And also, feel free to leave us a five-star review. Pop on to patreon.com forward slash the gray rooms. Also, pop over to our Facebook, facebook.com forward slash the gray rooms podcast. Join the emotional support group. We'll see you soon with the grand release of the first season. Thank you, and have a good evening. Oh. And happy Halloween. <laughs> <laughs>